0: J-Ho cutting up the wheels of steel Sidekick throwing plates in a field The hype might be cold, the hype might be hot Some are gonna get it and some are not Rising like 99 Luft balloons, Chilling and chatting about what they consume Everyone knows who's the best I-O-L-T-O-S Check, check, check Check, check, check Check, 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 check. Oh, we're so close to having perfect levels Like, last week I was a little low you were you were you were fine, about. but I know I'm fine. Well I've got you down at 86% of your volume Now it was.
1: Well, maybe All you right. bump me to 87%. No.
0: Give the people what they want. <laughs> I don't even want to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's such, I hate this song. <laughs> I'm just gonna oh, wake me up when September ends. You know that shitty Green Day song? Yeah. I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about when your favorite bands turn shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that that is not the moment that Green Day turns shitty. You know what moment it is? Uh,
1: Immediately after recording Dookie?
0: <laughs> that next album was all right. Was it?
1: I think so. But Are I, it, you
0: sure? What? What? What album no, I think the next one was all right, and the one after that was the one that had It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you have the time of your life. Remember when that oh, was man. like remember when every MTV reality show would end with them moving out of the house and turning the light off to that song? Oh God. In and, and every single high school for like five years was mandated to have that as their like high school yearbook
1: slideshow song yeah only only to be replaced by vitamin c's song <laughs> the song about the, 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 when you yeah
0: graduation or whatever
1: graduation yeah. yeah uh speaking of starting it off strong i right before we started recording i took a picture of uh two framed posters that clave had drawn us way back i mean we're talking what probably 2010 yeah and probably I earlier took them- than that Well, it was season one and season two. This is back when we were a little bit more inconsistent with our recording. We'd probably taken a a month or two off, and we came back and we were like, oh, it's season two, (laughs) like a couple of assholes. And he had taken all the highlights, and he had drawn little cartoons of them. Yeah. And in the bottom left corner of season two's poster, he says another season of, quote, starting it off strong. I'm just going to read you a couple of songs. Okay. If you leave me now. Take away the biggest part of me oh, What a fool believes <laughs> What will my world, A away. Private eyes Yep <laughs> All the classics You said I got a feeling You sang that <laughs> Black Eyed Peas I got it. Now, 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 now <laughs> He's saying, I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Nah. Yeah. it's great. This is quality content. Hunger Strike, Temple of the Dog.
0: <laughs> I thought about doing that one tonight, but I didn't even know if you would know that song.
1: Of course I know that song. Chris Cornell. I'm we go way back with Chris Cornell. I'm going hungry. I'm going I'm hungry. going hungry. Ah! mind stealing bread <laughs> round right the mouth of deck uh you saying borderline Madonna
0: <laughs> over the borderline yeah I can't even do a Madonna uh, you, impression
1: you saying it's a beautiful morning from rascal
0: <laughs> It's a beautiful morning
1: and uh finally flash dance dot 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 what a feeling <laughs>
0: Can't rem- I don't remember doing that one. What a feeling! Nee, 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 nee. <laughs> now I'm dancing for my life. I was in a mood then, I guess. Was some kind
1: of yeah. Mood. I mean, you know, that sounds like a great season to start in Australia.
0: Uh-huh. Are those? I, I want you to take close-up pictures of those posters because I forgot all
1: about them. I want to put them in the show notes. Well, here's the thing. i'm I texted you. You said you, you forgot about those. I said, which one do you want? I'm going to mail you one of them. You're going to mail me one? Well, Yeah, I'll mail you one. I,
0: which, I mean, you picked the one that I should have.
1: I don't know. I'll pick the one that makes me look better. Okay. They do that. You do that. <laughs> Did, was it, was well, one of them water damaged in the corner or something? Yeah, there's a little bit of water damage. Look, I'm sorry. it was in storage for a couple ah, of Ah, here he is. All right. Gives a character. Know, it Gives a character. I think uh, both of them have a little bit of a... Uh, dude... Drew Breeze. Drew Breeze. I got, witch. I got something important to discuss. <laughs> Wait at who that?
0: <laughs> Wait at who that? <laughs> A cackling witch. A cackling witch. Dude, it's so ridiculous. Shout out to Clave. There's so
1: many little nuggets.
0: Shout out to Clave. Talented. Check artist. out
1: my beautiful girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Man, I forgot about all these great moments. There's a wax kit. You remember the back the saltwater taffy back wax kit? Oh my god.
0: Remember when I got the uh, backwax? So there's a there's a individual illustration from Clave with me holding the back wax strip. I remember that. Well. I updated uh, the website today.
1: You updated the website?
0: Well, I don't get too excited. I just I just changed the theme from or i updated the theme from it being completely out of date to only being marginally out of date but
1: it should work from 2008 to 2015 yeah it should work a little bit better yeah that's hype man that's some hype yeah it's some hype i I almost made it my hype it's just like you know yeah, where, like, did
0: you just find those again or are you
1: No, no, no. They've been hung up for a okay, while. Okay, they've been hanging uh, up. For okay. a while. I just, you know, I I just thought cuz we were, you know, I was waiting around for a couple minutes and I was just uh, kind of like strolling around
0: looking at your estate, your palatial estate and you're like you're in the IOL Iowa that's wing. You're,
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I like, chamber. Uh,
0: forgot about this side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> There's some You you Listeners You might have noticed A different intro I'm getting I'm getting some a lot of feedback From you You have your volume up Real loud You're not using your headphones Are you
1: I, I'm i doing the same thing I've been doing After
0: all that talk About using your headphones I don't, don't turn it down So much you can't hear me But I can hear myself In the background Okay Is it better now Let's see Yeah Yeah That's a little better all right. Um. You, Beloved listeners, you might have noticed a different uh, intro today. Did you put that one on there? Yeah, putting it putting it on there. The I old uh, it's a it's a little ditty from from famous rapper Sea Breeze, also known as Mark, who was last week's number one fan. And uh, I am just shocked that someone wrote uh, you know wrote a rhyme for us.
1: I am. I I think that you've chosen to include it because it institutionalizes my sidekick status.
0: Yeah, I figured you are gonna be a little salty about that because it does refer to jeho and sidekick. But you know, it's all part of the bit. You know,
1: <laughs> it's all fun here. If, if
0: the if the tables were turned, I'd I'd be a good sport about it. Oh sure, yeah.
1: You're famous for I'm being known for
0: being a good sport. Yeah, I'm well known for being a good sport. <laughs> Yeah, it's some <laughs> hype. This is especially the part where he calls you the sidekick. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Mark, Mark is, uh, you know, one of his hobbies is, is rapping and he, as uh, Sea Breeze, it's a character he inhabits when he's, uh, you know, channeling the hip hop gods of old. And uh, yeah, I, had, I didn't even like reply to him yet because I wanted to like hype it up on the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be him, like, leave you know, him hanging, leave him hanging about out. it. He's
0: probably been like, "Oh man, they hated it," but now nah, <laughs> man. We loved it. Thank you. We don't deserve that, so I'll just say that we really don't. I mean, I do, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> you just dead airing me now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, I think it's, I think it's great. Look, here is the thing. I mean we've kind of opened the flow gates now i mean user submitted uh bumpers is is a whole new it's a whole new world
0: well zell's doing that vapor wave you know so let's hear it oh,
1: zell come on i tell you this right now to get a bumper from zell from zell
0: with you know his heady vapor wave stuff he's apparently he's making music making some music sign me up uh speaking of zell we got some updates Yep. So last week we reported he was in surgery. Apparently it went okay because he's he's able to email. So um yep. he, he said, Hey guys, I'm getting caught up on the episodes post surgery. This is a reference to one forty. He's a couple behind here. He said, In yep. this episode, Groove asked about who would be making Grateful Dead bucket hats. Look up Reddit.com slash R slash fashion reps. It's a cool place to find clothes and shoes. I'm on there all the time. There was actually a bunch of people making the Grateful Dead shoes. I am sure someone made the bucket hat. Gonna keep on sending you these as I listen along. And uh, then he's got an update for episode 142. I guess 141 wasn't wasn't good enough to have any kind of comment on. 142 said, "Hey guys, so listening to the podcast right now, I'm on episode 142 groove. I think another reason they didn't want to take want you to take pictures of the Airbnb." is so that uh, you didn't show that they weren't as secluded as otherwise stated, just my two cents. So That's a call back to uh, episode 142 when Groove was talking about the Airbnb he was going to stay in that said, you cannot take photographs of the
1: property. I'm really, I can't wait for Zell to get to the episode where we just straight up, you shout him out, wish him well on his surgery, and then I drop a couple of songs on him, which he's probably he's probably already aware of you know what i mean like right but a you a know
0: it's it's the thought that counts
1: so yeah glad sure.
0: shout out to reverend zell glad you're doing all right hope you're on the men um yeah that's some good good stuff there uh oh i guess we need to do our bill update for we got a bill email uh text and we want to talk about that do we have any number one fan this week
1: well i'm I've, yeah I've, I've got a thing
0: here okay well do you want to do that now or you want to wait Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead and do it. You know, I mean, look, here's the thing. A couple weeks ago, it was Matt. Okay. And then the week after that, it was Kyle. Uh Uh-huh. And Matt and Sydney and Kyle and Cassie hang out together on a regular basis. Uh I went over for that that watch party, right? Yeah. The OC watch party. Now, they have created a group text devoted to the OC and IOLTOS. Mm-hmm. And- uh, Sydney has had to correct the record. Okay. on 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 at least one occasion. I remember she had she had corrected the record about what was said on the podcast. Okay. And apparently, allegedly, Kyle and Matt are holding it over her head. That they are, that they are number one fans.
0: See, that's yeah, that's a
1: good way to get number one hater right there. <laughs> But I think the I think the uh, the proof is in the pudding that, you know, some people listen casually and some people listen and they pay attention. You know, not that what we say is important at all. <laughs> yeah. The people who do listen
0: are weirdly specific about listening carefully. They are. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And and it is it is it has been possibly revealed that Sydney is in the spot for number one fan this week.
0: I was gonna suggest that actually when I was just thinking about it because she added me on Instagram. Oh yeah! So I was like, yeah, number one fan right there.
1: <laughs> see, see, I, I was it this morning.
0: I think so. Yeah, it was sometime Here's during the thing. day today. Yeah.
1: So here I am, this morning. I'm watching Larry Sanders show. Yep. 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 And and I think most people, probably most people that follow i will too, uh, probably followed me on instagram yeah <laughs> that nugget of a video of larry sanders yeah. saying to, to, oh you what does he say you no talent fat fuck oh i'm sorry you no talent sidekick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's for, boy When i tell you i was good. laughing
0: yeah i i woke up to that this morning it was uh it was it was it started my day off all right.
1: Straight up. Well, there we have it. Congratulations, I'm, Sydney. Be sure to let those boys know next time y'all hang out that you know you're part of the club. Maybe, maybe even a better member of the club. Yeah,
0: I'm glad. I, we, I mean, you know, rewarding one of our female listeners. You know, we're lucky to have any at all. And uh, I think that that's she has proven that she is uh, worthy of the title. So, uh-huh. Yep. I'm I'm, I'm down for it. Um, Straight up. I guess before we go any further, I'll just say this is episode one forty seven of I Don't like their old stuff. The podcast where we ask the question, What's the hype? I'm Jay Ho and with me is Groove. Hey, yo. That was my like NPR style one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ira
1: Glass. <laughs> yo, people ain't listening to that anymore. They're listening to the Daily. The Daily? Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Do you listen to
0: that? I don't listen to <laughs> This American Life or the Daily. So.
1: <laughs> the Daily is this like New York Times podcast. Uh, okay. Hosted by this guy, um what's his? Michael Barbaro. Okay. And he like he says, and this is the Daily, and then the music comes in, bum, bum, bum. There's like a lot of people doing like TikTok dances okay. to that intro. <laughs> Great. That sounds great. Yeah. Whatever. Get the fuck set All out. All right. Of Let's Go
0: get more. to this bill text. We haven't had a bill update in a couple of weeks. He's had other stuff going on, so he's got bills sent us in. Uh, and I, I, it, we're in this group text with Bill, but a lot of times I don't reply to him because if I reply to him, I don't have anything to say on the podcast.
1: Uh, he's you know what I'm saying? saying? I think we hit him with the highlights. And, you know, I here's the, yeah, I mean, I feel bad I, sometimes. I don't
0: reply to it because I want to be like, well, I want to say that on the podcast and if I reply to it. It will just leave my brain then, you know. Sure. So what, should I read this out? You want me to read this out?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to I don't even know. Do you have far. it? I can do the whole
0: thing if you want. Yeah. good. OK. Eps, Eps 145 and 146 combined here. Episode 144 can be the Lost Bills Notes episode that I'll do someday for a charity. Go fund me. <laughs> Oh, here we go. I like I that Bill has taken on himself to like have he, – he's got a side hustle with our podcast. <laughs> got Yo, own, with we guys. don't have a Patreon, but Bill has a Patreon.
1: <laughs> Bill's, got, Bill's got it coming in, man. He's, he's got, got a Patreon
0: take. for IOLTOS. He's uh, He's funding his notes. Um, I'm starting to feel like I never realized how sticker deficient my life is. The only notable sticker in my life is the one for the World Wildlife Fund attached to my car. It was placed there as a Christmas quotation marks, gift by a friend to commemorate said organization winning the rights to WWF from Vince McMahon's Circus of Roided Out Weirdos, forcing him to rebrand as WWE. By the time-honored rules of guys fucking with each other, I cannot remove it, but it's starting to peel up at one corner, so I'm hopeful. <laughs> that had to be a while back, because it's been the WWE for over a decade, right? Yeah,
1: a long time.
0: Bill's name.
1: So Hi, years. I'm J Ho. I'm <laughs> J Ho Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. This is the lighter fluid shot. <laughs> Callback. Callback.
0: Uh, number three, I kind of liked Neon Demon. Oh, I find <laughs> Reffin interesting, fascinating, sometimes even more so when he's kind of terrible i like the pusher trilogy which put him and mads mickelson on the map and bronson with tom hardy is a blast i would very much avoid the amazon series he made last year too old to die young imagine a 14 hour neon demon that's what that's what hell would be like for me that's my own (laughs) own personal hell i haven't finished it but i am determined it will not defeat me if it takes me years yeah no thanks on that
1: uh Now he's into episode 146, because every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. (laughs) Go ahead. So
0: smooth. Uh, When you say Robin sucks, are you referring to Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, or Damian Wayne? Y'all got to be more specific. I'm assuming Jason Todd, because back in the 80s, DC ended an issue with the Joker beating on the, that guy and asked readers to vote on whether he should live or die. And the reader said, kill that motherfucker. Jason Todd sucked. I'm going on the record to say all the Robins suck. I'm I'm yeah. I'm confident in saying every Robin sucks.
1: Can I tell you this? I'm confident in saying that he wrote that without consulting Wikipedia.
0: Oh, I, I believe that 100%. Yeah. Fuck Nightwing, uh, too.
1: Go ahead. Uh, i've been i've been pescatarian for a couple years now and i do generally feel better than i did before making the change i thought about vegetarian but life without sushi is not a life i can live i make exceptions for international travel i'm not going to fly a couple thousand miles and not eat what the locals eat and man when you only have meat about two weeks a year it is amazing
0: Yeah, I I feel him on that. I don't know when the next time I will travel internationally will be, but I definitely that's one of my favorite parts of traveling is is sampling the local cuisine.
1: When you when you said I feel him on that, I thought you were about to lean into like today's October 1st. It's your very first day as a pescatarian, And I thought you said I feel him on that, man. I'm I'm jonesing for some reason. When you
0: don't have meat for 24 hours, it's yeah, no, it's not not like that. Um. Number seven, Moonraker is fucking bonkers, and I agree. It's so nuts, I can't stay mad at it. My Bond, Mount Rushmore, from Russia with Love, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Casino Royale, and The Spy Who Loved Me. That's fair. four very good ones. That would not be my four. I think The Spy Who Loved Me would be on there for sure, though. Um, are you guys going to watch the non-canon Thunderball remake, You Only Live Twice, which he, he, he wrote us later say he, he didn't mean, you know, it's a uh, never say never again. Actually, it does feature one of the best lines. Oh, I'm sorry. I got you all wet. Sean Connery accent. Yeah, yes, but my martini's still dry. <laughs> and then he finishes up to say that is the proper response to Fleet Foxes. Um, I wanted to say to Bill that we are not watching the non-canon James Bond films there. Are, I think there's two in particular. There are someone else had the rights to make a James Bond. One of them is like a comedy and one of them is a, a remake of Thunderball. But yeah, I'm not, we're not watching those. So yeah. Shout out to I Bill. It. Shout out I to Bill. It. It's good to get to have that date. It's nice to maybe have a couple of weeks off. Cause then it's the anticipation is like, Oh man, you know, we, we got too used to it. We got to, we, 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 relied on it too much for content bills, updates, you know,
1: I have, I have one more, uh, update. Sure. Um, on, so <laughs> shoulder surgery, Dan, yep. local friend of mine listens, hasn't been texting too much about the show, right? Yep. So as with any friend who at one point was listening, I don't bring in, it up because I don't want to put someone else in the position to say that they don't listen anymore. Yeah. And uh Monday's my long day. Mm-hmm. Um I coach, you know, from eight in the morning till nine at night. And I've been, you know, uh usually by the end of that day I'm I'm pretty wiped out. I'm I've lost my sense of humor. I've lost my sense of joy. Uh I'm not you know in an awful mood. I'm just drained. And at 855 I get a text from Dan and I don't usually like Dan will text me, but usually his text messages are are purpose driven, like, hey, do you want to go play disc golf or you wanna hang out sometime? Whatever. You know what I mean? There's not it's not a lot of bullshit. We usually save the the catching up for when we're together. And <laughs> at eight fifty-five on Monday night, when I am completely drained of all joy, he hits me with the fucking music video for closing time. <laughs>
0: at and closing I time he knew it was closing time
1: <laughs> he had listened and he waited he waited until Bunker closing Buster. time
0: that's uh yes. that's, that's pretty good trolling there that's perfect did you, you play it
1: <laughs> fuck no I didn't play
0: <laughs> it oh, I walked
1: out of that gym locked locked the door how
0: did people know when to leave <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good Shout. Yeah, Jackie. Great. The other day was like, "Why do you guys always have the dumbest nicknames for people?" I was like, "How else am I supposed to know who Dan is?" Yeah, I can't. That, that's not going to remain in my brain at any point in time. Uh, but I know, I, I sure as fuck know who shoulder surgery Dan is.
1: Hell yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Oh fuck! I forgot. I forgot to hit you with that OC quote. I liked it better when you had no sense of humor.
0: <laughs> yes out of context i see quote for the week the, um
1: what's the hype well um i this is a little bit generic a little bit hype and not hype okay uh so my my partner jared and i we we own and operate this weightlifting club together and um In the very beginning, he was working a lot at his other job, and I had um, I had a lot of responsibility. I was at the gym a, a, a disproportionately high amount of time relative to him. And then the nature of his work changed, allowed him more time, and so mm-hmm. he was able to coach more. And we have a pretty it's pretty even the hours between the two of us. But I've had to travel for other work very frequently over the past couple of years. And the amount of times that he's covered for me while I've been out of town is incredible, right? Right. And he's never once, you know, like I've always been like, hey, I need coverage. You know, it's like at least every month I've been like, hey, I need coverage on these days. And he's uh, always, always said, yep, okay, got you covered, you know, and he's never complained about it. Okay. And uh, on Saturday morning, I'm walking down like Saturday right now. During this COVID time, like he coaches by himself on Saturdays, which is non-traditional for our club because we have so many people that usually come in on Saturdays. That was the one day a week where we were both there. And it was kind of the day everybody was happiest because they got both their coaches at the same time. And everybody gets to hang out. People spend like three, four hours at the gym because they come early, they hang out, they drink coffee, they do their training, and then they hang out and watch other people do their training, that kind of stuff. Well, that's all gone right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and because we can only let like, eight people train at a time, we don't need two coaches for eight people. One guy can cover that. Yep. And so I've gotten very used to, even though I tell myself, don't get used to this, you know, it will go away. I've gotten very used to like Saturday morning, a little bit of a sleep in, I come downstairs and make a really big breakfast, my my coffee, my paper, you know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And I'm walking downstairs and he calls me and he's like, man. I've been debating for the past hour to call you. He's like, I got a fever last night. I was, I think I'm just run down from all the work I've been doing lately, but my conscience can't handle going in just in case I've got COVID. And in that moment, I was like really stressed out because for me to like eat breakfast, feed the dogs, get ready for the day and leave, you know, takes me, it would at, at the, my fastest, It'd take me 45 minutes and I live half an hour from the gym, you know, oh, yeah. and this is like 30 minutes before the gym is supposed to open. <clears throat> but at the same time, of course, I wasn't happy that he was under the weather, but I was really excited to finally get to like do him the solid that he's been doing me for years. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, no worries, you know, like I'll drop everything and go. And I, you know, and I got to the gym. I coached for him on Saturday. He doesn't coach on Sundays. He doesn't coach on Mondays and he went and got a test and it was supposed to be like 24 to 48 hours, but he still hadn't heard back by, by Monday afternoon. And so I went in for him on Tuesday, which means that like, I worked a day that I don't usually work on Saturday and then Sunday is a long day for me. Monday is the longest day for me. But then Tuesday became the same as Monday because I had to work for so long and Wednesday is my day off and I, and he still hadn't heard back. Oh, shit. And so like... I was just really grateful to be able to have managed my schedule such that I was able to cover for him because I was still in that place of like, this is really good. You know, like this, I'm really happy that I got to like do this for it. Not that it was not his, you know I mean? Like it's nobody's fault, right? Like he, it's not, I don't think it's particularly anybody's fault when they get sick, you know? Um and he was like, he was really frustrated because he wasn't sick, but he was he wasn't going to come in until he got his test. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it was it took like seventy two hours. Like on Wednesday late afternoon, he texted me as I was coaching. He's like, "Hey, I just got my test back. Can I come in?" He's like, "I'm fucking dying to get oh, in there." Yeah. Oh, well, it's good to it <laughs> yeah. have it. Yeah, but you know, so it was neat to like get to do that because I. Because it's rare, you know, they get, you know, he, no, it's just so rare that he doesn't show up, you know, for, yeah. for work.
0: Balance that and, emotional um, checkbook a little bit and, you know, put.
1: Yeah, a little uh, bit. Like, uh, I don't think that any sort of like partnership like that needs to be in, like favor based,
0: you know? No, but you, know. you need to do your part. And you,
1: yeah, of course. You know. Like, I was just happy yeah. to get it come through for him for once. Yeah. And I was also happy to get to like, I mean, there's very, like, people are very pretty regimented in which days they come in yeah and so I got to see people on a day where I don't usually see them which meant that Uh, I get to see them doing certain exercises that I don't get to see them do which was neat you know it's neat to get to be like okay well this person I usually watch clean and jerk you know I get to watch him snatching and you know get to offer some stuff that you know you know I mean he and I are of the same mind when i it comes to how to do the movements you know it's not Mm -hmm. like he and i say different things but we say the same thing differently yeah and uh so that's my hype that's that's good
0: um my hype is uh as we know i've got this october of pescatarianism coming up starting today today's october 1st um so i made the best usage of my my uh my last seven days of meat freedom that's maybe the name of this episode meat freedom
1: meat freedom (laughs)
0: Um, so I, I did some last week, we did some really good chicken we did some stuff like that. And then this weekend I did like the Magnum Opus, that, like my best cook I've ever done, which was, uh, I made a half rack of ribs or no a full rack of ribs of, uh, short ribs. They look good from scratch. Like I've never, I've, I've cooked pre-cooked ribs on the grill before you just throw them on and heat them up. But obviously yeah. that doesn't count. I've never done them from Scrap, like you know, start to finish, like, and you got to prep the. And let me start off by saying these ribs were huge. I sent you the picture. Yep, it's like a little bit smaller than them ribs that they put on the Flintstone car at the beginning of the Flintstones. You know that in the intro <laughs> of the Flintstones when they they put the ribs on the car and it tips the car over. These are just a little bit smaller <laughs> than that, like dinosaur ribs. Um. So you, and you have to prep them. You have to cut the membrane off the ribs first. Which is like pretty hard to do It's like this little like thin layer of skin on them or whatever Mm -hmm. And then I uh, Dry rubbed them with salt and pepper And uh, garlic salt And uh, put a little bit of the uh, batch Chance Japanese sauce on there You don't want to put too much sauce on it When you're doing the slow cook part of it Because it just like Kind of can burn up or whatever you know Yeah. So just a little bit of that And wrapped them in tinfoil Cooked them in the oven for 4 hours On 275 and then uh, during that time, I made my own barbecue sauce, or I guess embellished the, the Batchan sauce. So I took the Batchan sauce as a base, added some uh, Worcestershire and some uh, brown sugar, a bunch of brown sugar, and a bunch of garlic and stuff like that. And then I, I took that and put it on the stove and reduced it a little bit. And uh, then when the ribs were done, for of four hours, you take them out and you put them on the grill. And uh, you, you, you coat them with the, the barbecue sauce and you put them on the grill and you, you flip them. And you don't cook them long, just a couple of minutes. And that like caramelizes the barbecue sauce. And uh, yeah, so I, I did the, the front side of it and I flipped them over. And one of the ribs just completely fell out of the meat. <laughs> and I had this moment where I could see them, I could see them like... Losing their corporeal form. <laughs> becoming like like ectoplasm in a way.
1: <laughs> and I, Time out, time out, time out. I forgot. I was on the phone with Kyle just like two days ago, and he would not stop talking about your word choice. <laughs> what word choice? He's like, man, the way you guys talk about stuff, I was like, Joey said, what was it? We talk talking about the OC and... Seth so said, oh, I'm just here for the comic relief and how it's like his show's way of winking at the audience. It's just a good way of putting things, man. I really like the way he puts things. And you just said, I can see the ribs losing their corporeal form. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Just essentially disintegrating, which is what you want from the the whole purpose of the ribs is to make them. The term "fall off the bone" is not used lightly, you know.
1: But at the same time, you're only two weeks removed from the trauma of losing that bison burger, losing the bison burger, and
0: I perhaps did my job too well. They were they were too fall off the bone. And so I just sprang into action. and Luckily, I had these like I I had these gloves on these like uh, oven gloves or whatever. Uh, And that's how I flipped them. And I just I just scooped them up, like cradled them and pulled them off the grill. Burned my hands while I did it and and threw them on the pan or whatever. And uh, yeah, they were they were fantastic. And
1: I'm I'm. So jealous right I, now.
0: I was, and it's the kind of thing where like, if you cook something for that, like, I, I've never made a turkey before myself. Yeah. Um, if you cook something for that long, you don't want to fuck it up. You know, it's an investment. And I was really worried they're going to be dry. Like, I've never done this before. I was like, they're going to be dry. They're not going to be good. They're not going to. What if they don't fall off the bone? And what, what, am I gonna have to eat that bone? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> I just imagined ruining them, you know? And they were so good. They were perfect. Had them with some 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 coleslaw. I mean not some coleslaw, some potato salad and some baked beans. And man, they were they were delicious. So that was, that was a good way to close out my uh you know, my non pescatarianism. I
1: mean, my, you know. uh, On the eve of your month sentence, what is your final meal? And I think you chose wisely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was – yeah, it was – you can't do much better than that, you know. Um, And I have a bunch of the barbecue sauce left over. I've just put it back in one of the bottles. I had like an empty bottle and put it in there. So, I've got this barbecue sauce to put on uh, fish this month, you know. So (laughs) –
1: Sure. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's my hype. Straight up. Yeah. What's what's your I'm, what's your? I'm note? really glad that it did not become your not the hype.
0: Oh man, I my heart just sank. I just had flashbacks to the <laughs> flashbacks I, to the bison the,
1: burgers falling into the grill. I get. Um, I I don't know about how I would respond to fixing food for that long now granted we've hosted thanksgiving before and i'll be in charge of the turkey but that feels different right because that's an event we're preparing for an event yeah like if i'm just like if i'm just like hungry like that's when i think about cooking food is like i'm hungry so i'm gonna i'm gonna fix the most efficient meal possible yeah 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 and i don't i don't like take a day to plan out a meal and as you're talking about putting it in the oven for four hours, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'd be eating chips like I'm going to I am I start eating when I start cooking. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd be like eating uh, yeah. for four hours and I get these reels and be like, I don't know what to do with these. Yeah. No, I, I was I was good. I had a uh,
0: self-control and um yeah, it, but it, it wound up being like a six hour process. Because I had to prep it. I would to, like, thaw them out and then prep it and blah, 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 you know, and all this stuff. And then, like, there's t- downtime between taking them out of the oven and putting them on the grill and getting the grill ready and all this stuff. And, like, it was, it was a whole day, you know. But I felt yeah. accomplished. I felt like I did something, even though I didn't really. I just made food for myself. I could have eaten ramen noodles or something, but. Sure. Whatever. Oh. Huh. Ramen.
1: I like some ramen noodles. Yeah. Put a little egg in there. Ooh. You're making me hungry. A little egg in there. I'm going to go. What? It's (laughs) nine o'clock. I got to get up at about five in the morning. Yeah. I might go start a rack of ribs.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You got time, man. (laughs) Get get time, man. Good breakfast.
1: Um, So, by now, the hype is how busy I am, which is also, it seems kind of generic, but I was on the phone with somebody yesterday. I was like driving... One place to another, and he's like, "Hey, man, look, love to get up sometime. Let's, you know, let's get together and hang out." And I, I pulled up my calendar, and I was like, "Well, it's Wednesday. How does never sound? What? How does
0: never sound? How about that?
1: Yeah, basically, that's how." I was yeah. like, "Look, man, you just gonna have to check back with me in two weeks. I <laughs> Every minute <laughs> yeah. of my day for the next two weeks is is taken." Oh man! And yeah. I said, "I was like, man, I, maybe I ought to quit something. Like, I need to quit something." Quit the podcast. But I don't want to. I don't want to quit anything. Yeah, quit this podcast. I'll bring. The, the I'll bring, bring, bring Bill podcast. on. Bring Bill. Yeah, on. yeah. give. I mean, well, Bill be a better sidekick than me. I tell you that.
0: <laughs> I think Bill would try to take take controls. So I'm not. I'm not really. Into well,
1: that. he's already got that go me. He does. Yeah, he's gonna try Dude. selling lost, them show notes.
0: notes. notes. <laughs> I am. T- I too am busy, and I am failing at many things right now. But I'm just like, well, I'm doing my best.
1: Fair enough, you know. Sometimes yeah, I mean, I like I like, as as like anything, hearing your know. tone of voice when you say that because I think probably ten years ago you would have been losing your mind. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, when it's time to cook dinner, I'm like, well, I didn't get that shit done today, but I'm just gonna have, people are just gonna have to wait, you know. <laughs> I got, I got as much of it as I could done.
1: And yeah, you know, true. Here's the thing, right? I, even though I'm saying to you, I'm doing too much and I feel like I need to slow something down. Yeah. I'm going to be like, we're having a, we're kind of having a hard time managing how many people that want to come into the gym and how, how we can allow them to come into the gym. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to do four weeks of a 6 a.m. start time rather than an 8 a.m. start time. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to do it every day. I'm going to do it one day a week about where me. I'm like, okay. you know, like, let's try this on Thursdays and see if it alleviates some of the pressure for the afternoon because there's some people that have said, like, yo, if you open at 6, I'll be there. Yeah. I'm about to put them motherfuckers to the test. I'm about to call that bluff. Uh hmm you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Listen, you said you're gonna show up, you better show up. Don't don't give me no like, oh well I, it didn't work out. That day is the wrong day. You, you yeah, you said better six. show up. Yeah. Better fucking show, better up. show up. I'm gonna be playing I'm gonna be playing Twenty One Savage at six AM <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Twenty one Savage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Twenty one pilots. Oh <laughs> that's the name of a band, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like Imagine Dragons level of shit.
1: Yeah, that's that. That made me think of Imagine Dragons. <clears throat> um,
0: Jack. So Jackie saw a video of you uh, on Instagram. Um, uh, doing a clean and jerk. I believe it's called. Okay. Uh, just, uh, just outrageous amount of weight looked like like impressive. You know, to me. Sure. Just, I was like, oh shit! I couldn't do that. Made my made my hernia hurt. <laughs> And she looked at it and turned to me and said, "So this is what David does." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "So he like he likes doing this." And I was like, "Yeah, it's like his eyes, like his passion." She's like, "Okay." She basically. That's cool if you're into that I guess.
1: Yeah, well, she I'll totally she just, <laughs> totally <did the> thing. <laughs> It was perfect. Oh, that oh <laughs> this is what he's talking about. It's like,
0: oh, and this is uh he's 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 entertained by this. It's uh <laughs> he,
1: he finds joy in that.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, that's a lot of weight. It's like an exciting thing to like
1: Nah, it's not that, about like, the weight. Yeah. And let me Jackie, let me tell you. It's not the same as doing like curls. Uh-huh. is something that is psychologically engaging at the same time as it is physically engaging. Right.
0: Cause you, you, uh, you're challenging yourself, right? To...
1: Well, it's about physics, right? And it's about like, you know, I mean, it's about the uh, fuck. Uh here we go. I, how just, am I doing it's... this? It's about spiritual development. <laughs> oh god, boy.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to sway her,
1: her opinion. <laughs> It's about connection with the universe. You don't have to you don't
0: have to convince me.
1: I, I'm just saying it's not like <clears throat> it's not it's not what it looks like.
0: I support your passions, huh? Get the fuck out of here. I do, I do.
1: Give me a shot. Give me a shot.
0: <laughs> What's your not the hype? White supremacy.
1: <laughs>
0: That's all I gotta say about it. Not the hype, white supremacy.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I I agree <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it seems it's, it's uh, some people have a hard time I guess I don't know seems, it seems like it's making a comeback Ooh, boy some some people have a hard time saying that's not the hype but <laughs> I'm you know whatever what's uh what's your hype still out?
1: <laughs> <sighs> Sunday's my birthday. oh yeah yeah
0: I thought I was thinking today I was like I think David's birthday's
1: in October yeah yeah it's coming fast. Yeah, how old are you going to be? I'm going to be 37. Oh, that's, that's a good year. Sure.
0: I enjoyed Maybe. 37 because all of... The, well, hold on. The whole year I was 35, I thought I was 36. Yeah. So then when I turned 36, it was like, oh, wow, I like gained a year.
1: Well, but this whole year, up ago. until four weeks ago, I thought I was 37.
0: Yeah, you're, you're at the age where it's like, you got to think about it. I think yeah. I'm 42, but I can't remember. Pretty well, sure. But.
1: I mean, to be honest with you, it's less about turning 37, and it's more about other people giving me attention. Because you're because you, it's my birthday, and you don't like that. I don't like that.
0: <laughs> to be on to be honest with you, and knowing me, you know no, knowing how much I love myself. Yep. You know I love myself. I, I, you are your favorite. I also loathe myself, though. Um, I, I I don't like that attention of the birthday thing. Yeah. Because um, I, I, m- for me, it's a pressure to have fun. It's like, I have to have fun on this day. And then it's like, I'm so worried about having a good time that I'm like, not having a good time. Because I'm like, does everybody think I'm having fun? You know? Right. And I never really did much for my birthday with the past like... Four or five years. We didn't do it this year. My, uh, Jackie's throwing me a, a part like a garden party kind of thing. Okay. Because we've had uh we have this ridiculous thing here called the garden party, which is just pinkies out, cucumber sandwiches, the worst of the worst, pistachio and, sandwiches, pistachio sandwiches. Um, and so to kind of mock that, we had like a, you know, lower middle class garden party perhaps where people just wear the most ridiculous you have to wear like your most ridiculous hat. Yep. And I always have a hat with like big feathers and stuff. And, uh, it's fun, but that's, that, that made me enjoy my birthday because it was more like other people were having a good time, you know, and mm-hmm. I enjoy it too. But so I got, I get it, but
1: I just, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I, I get uncomfortable with, I, I took my birthday off of Facebook. Yeah. Because I don't want people like, you know, look, I, of course, I appreciate I appreciate being loved. Yeah. But like, I didn't do anything. Right. It's not. It's fine. It's OK. Like, I <clears throat> I stayed above ground. I kept breathing. It's yeah. all right. We don't need to celebrate me. I'd rather let's just let's celebrate by not celebrating. Yeah. You know, but most of it just comes from my absolute anxiety of like opening gifts in front of people yeah and because i feel like my reaction is never what it's supposed to be and now i got i'm on the i'm on the, in the spotlight to like r- r- t- immediately synthesize yeah and analyze and and output that which i think you want me to be and like uh, that's <laughs> that's, that, that's what know? i'm talking about it's that pressure to have fun you know yeah, so that, it, yeah, you gotta, yeah, You better be having like, fun. You better be having a good time. Turns out I got to let you know. Like I, don't, like, I don't know. I live my life. Don't, I don't fucking, you know, like, I love yeah. everyone in my life. Yeah. And I feel like most of my life is an expression of that. But when I'm supposed to express that, I get I get seized up. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I finally I, found I get it. it, man. I get it.
0: I get right. it. I, I mean, the Facebook thing is like. I get a lot of co- nice comments on Facebook on my birthday and the past like five or six, six years I've felt the need to like respond to all of them. Yeah. So yeah. I just wait until the next week and I was like spending like three hours like responding to this shit. And so this year I just was like, didn't respond to any of it. Just like, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> it. Right. But you know, but the thing is nobody else really cares, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not like they're you like I like, wished wish him it. a happy
1: birthday on Facebook. Oh, how yeah. come he didn't reply? Yeah.
0: Well, I hope you have a good birthday.
1: Well, don't fucking wish
0: me a happy birthday. I'm the first one. Don't <laughs> like, do it. 11:59. We'll be looking at the clock like New Year's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's what's your hype still out? Well, just kind
0: of riffing on your hype still out uh, October.
1: Oh, boy. Be Ox- careful.
0: Well, October is my favorite month of
1: the whole year. Yep. Mine love too.
0: Love the weather, usually. Love the weather, love the, love the Halloween and the fall and all that stuff. And it's not the holidays yet, so I don't have the dread of the holidays, but get that nice cool weather and enjoy the fall things and put my flannel on and sit by the fire pit and all that stuff, you know. But uh, last year, October sucked because it was real hot down here. Yeah, and it just didn't feel like October, and I also had like, I had like events every weekend to do, and I was just miserable all month because I was just so busy and stuff. And this year, I'm like really looking forward to just kind of chilling out. Yeah, eating my fish by the fire, and uh, you know, enjoying October. So that's well, what, that's my hype
1: thought. I mean, here's the thing, <clears throat> what. What I, I'm still out about October is Halloween,
0: because you don't know how it's gonna go.
1: Yeah, I mean we've like we've got decorations in front of the house, and our house is known as the house.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I, th- I think the I think it's gonna be okay. I think you have kids coming by. I think you just gotta be careful and like figure out how you're gonna do your social distancing <coughs> with that and everything. You know.
1: I'm thinking we're gonna put a bowl of candy out front and just fucking chill.
0: You think? Well, there's nothing wrong with that, especially this year. Yeah, that's what I really enjoy too. I've had uh, sometimes I have usually I have like events going on, but the, the years that I get to sit here and just give out candy are like my favorite.
1: Yeah, love of course. I mean, I love giving out candy. We have like yeah. 150 to 200 kids come by our house.
0: Yeah. It's it, outrageous. We've talked and about this on the podcast before.
1: Yeah. What? Wait. Old. No, but I haven't been in this house. I since don't mean about before. the
0: house, but about you giving out candy. All right, fine. I think I think like your first year giving out candy was documented on the podcast.
1: Whoa. That was a rally.
0: Because you were like, you made the mistake of just letting the kids get what they wanted, and then you ran out of candy in like 10 minutes. Yeah.
1: You know, like whoa, they were just weird. grabbing
0: wild, and I was like, You gotta nah man, you can't do that. You gotta be like, <laughs> here's your candy.
1: <laughs> you get what you you can give me a shot. Give me a shot. You get what you're giving. Yeah. Um well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I don't. I mean, I think that we're headed into really a really dark winter. Yeah. Right?
0: Well, yeah, and, for sure. So enjoy this fall while you can. And I mean, that's why this hype's still out too. But that day in the right. Rondo on Halloween, just you know, watching some Halloween stuff on TV and Charlie Brown or something, and you the know, Great Pumpkin, the Great Pumpkin, man, love it.
1: What have you been consuming?
0: I got my Halloween costume already. Ordered. What here. is it? I'm going. I've got. It's an alien onesie. It's like an alien. I look. it's am going to be an alien. It's got a little antennas, like a <laughs> Martian. Yeah. Yep. Putting it on. Okay. That's what my costume in the past, like two years, has been. Uh, I got a dinosaur costume. It's like a onesie dinosaur costume. So this year I was I, like, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the.
1: You know, I I love Halloween more than any other day of the year. Oh, uh, me too. I love it. But I cannot tell you the last time I was in costume. Really? I just I, don't I really usually fuck do with costumes. About, at all.
0: Well, like I've been DJing the past couple, you know, several Halloween. So it's like you, you gotta you gotta be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's of course. Stuff, but.
1: Yeah, I hate myself for not wanting to wear a costume, but I cannot bring myself to want to wear a costume. Well, That's okay, you know. <clears throat> it's all right,
0: that's why I got off. Yeah. that's why I like wearing the onesie, man, because it's like comfortable. Yeah, so I get I mean, right to bed like afterwards it. in the onesie. My little little Martian in the bed by myself.
1: Well, Jack, I got a onesie be... in the mail about a couple weeks ago, and I haven't told anybody about it. You ordered one for. Uh, yeah Kyle and Cassie know about it and that's it is it like a Grateful Dead onesie or something it is a you know how they can get these like you know photos printed with really startling accuracy on fabrics now yeah from the from my neck down to like basically my knees is from the chest up Dolly Parton
0: (laughs) that's great
1: it is that's great it is so magical it is so magical just wear that it's for so Halloween perfect. man I think I'm gonna wear that's, it for Halloween wear it for Halloween yeah, that's when I'll debut it there you go take some pictures I ain't going out of the house though yeah that's alright well fucking kids okay alright <laughs> well <I'm> like, <laughs> I'll leave that ball of candy out there we get your fucking maggot parents to pick up the candy <laughs> Put a mask on, you
0: fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> just put, just give out masks.
1: Yeah, shit, give out, give masks. out masks. Put the fucking mask on, put kid. Your fucking mask on. This is I, for your dad. Don't I can put it over his nose too. I got a um back for my, and I haven't
0: bet on sports in a long time. But one of the sites that you and I were using for for sports betting, I don't know when the last time you bet on sports was, but I think it's like Bet USA or something bet us okay. something like that it's something that we we were both on for a while that yeah. randomly they sent me a they sent me a, a thing that said come back to our site and it had a mask in the envelope no way yeah with bet U.S.A. And i was like damn this is a wild time as we're sending out marketing materials that are masks masks promotional materials that are pandemic masks advertising to bet on sports <laughs>
1: That aren't happening. so. Here's here's my relationship with betting on sports now. Yeah, I bet a lot of money on one person in the London 2012 Olympic Games. Okay, and I won. Wow! It was it was Jordan Burroughs. He's a wrestler who I have followed throughout his entire college career and into his international career. And I they were good at odds. And I put a lot of money on it because I was living in London and I was there. You know what I mean? Like I was I went to the Olympics. Yep. And I was like, this is it. This is my bet. And I bet on him to win gold. And he won gold. And I said, I don't think I need to bet on sports anymore.
0: Yeah, that's you used up all your odds. Yeah. You used them all up. It's good that you used it on that instead of something stupid, you know.
1: Well, one of the things that is kind of that I have such a special relationship with uncut gems. Like I watch it all the time. Have you watched that movie?
0: Yeah. We talked about it.
1: Okay. We've talked about it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm into this point now where my life is such a haze and I'm so deep into that movie that yeah. like I'm watching like at least 20 minutes of it every two or three days. Yeah. I'm just like watching <laughs> it in installments now, just like on a regular basis. And, uh, and, then, and so a Part of me is like I I, I kind of want to be like Howie I can't want to get back Into bed This is how I win This is how I Disagree <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh let's bet on this let's yeah. bet on this i'm still into betting you know just well, not on sport i
0: just i you know i never did big dollars it was like 10 20 dollars here and there you know sure 40 yeah. bucks is probably the most i ever bet on something yeah. but you know just because it's fun like especially if you're following a sport
1: yeah it you keeps know, you engaged You to on get the, in the
0: game. yeah i bet on the nba quite a bit back in the day just you know little little small bets here and there
1: but yeah, we used to bet on the NBA all the time. Yeah, yeah, we did. Got Howie, <laughs> do you like it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Bet USA wants me to bring my ten dollars bets back. They're like, we're, <laughs> we're, to, we're,
1: hey, we'll, we'll match your, we'll match your money up to fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I think I probably, please. I probably spent seventy five dollars with them and probably broke even <laughs> over my time. Yeah, you know. And they're like, yeah. uh, come back, come back. We need you. Right. Um, so I've been consuming a lot of things. Awesome. Uh, finished Watchmen. What would you think? Fantastic. Yeah. I was ready to be disappointed. Yep. Because number one, and I said this on Facebook, but I, I I've never believed that anybody could do something with Watchmen that wasn't Alan Moore. You know. Right. That's an Alan Moore joint. You know, he, he wrote yeah. that. That's his thing. And it means more than like the Zack Snyder movie was a decent adaptation, I guess. But he I don't think he really understood what it meant to Alan Moore, you know, as yeah. far as like what he was trying to portray. And people get Watchmen wrong all the time. You know, they think Rorschach's the hero or something and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I was like expecting it to be some shitty thing or like not shitty but like well done but i'd just be like okay but that didn't feel like Watchmen. but man it's about the best they could do with without having alan moore write it i think um it felt like a really interesting continuation of the story i did not know where it was going to go for a long time which was great and i think that they uh sort of um did did right by honoring the original series the original story a lot you know. Um, Jeff, I agree with Jeffrey, everything you've said. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright is fantastic in it. Um, what's her name? Regina King is that her name? The yep. lead actress deserved the the Emmy for sure. She was she's just a, she's a great actress. She's underrated. Um and awesome just kicked ass as uh Sister Knight Yep, And I thought it was a good twist. There's some things plot wise that I think don't work for me, but I don't really want to get into those because it kind of would spoil it for people that haven't watched it. But there's some things where some of the motivations of some of the character, particularly some of the characters from the original story were a little bit off for me. But I think that, like I said, I mean, essentially it's a, it's fan fiction, you know, because Alan Moore wasn't involved in any way, but it's in, it's high quality. Very good. Um, And and just had some interesting things to say about uh, current issues in our society, you know. Very relevant watching it now, having gone through this pandemic and particularly because I held off on watching it, you know. Um, It definitely hit some hit home in a couple of ways um, that it probably wouldn't have if I'd watched it
1: before. So. I, uh, I will direct you to an HBO sponsored Watchmen podcast okay it's only like three episodes and um who is it was it lindelof
0: damon lindelof yeah he's the one that wrote it right i think so which is surprising because he was involved with lost so well
1: he's always got great ideas and not a lot of follow-through but he he's it's him on the podcast it's basically somebody interviewing him three different times
0: yeah about why they uh, made the choices they didn't so
1: yeah. It, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's a good compendium, you know, if you're not too far removed from the show.
0: I'm glad they're not doing another one. Part of me yeah. wich, wishes they were, but I, I think that they told their story and they left it in a really nice place.
1: And uh, yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, that's what that's he perfect. said. He's like, I'm yeah. done. I, I yeah, did. There's... I did my best. I did the best thing I could do.
0: Yeah, let's not let's not make it Watchmen on ice. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I finished that, and then I uh, started watching Doom Patrol on my own because I didn't really know if Jackie was going to want to watch that because it's you know it's kind of obscure comic property. It's on the HBO Go. Um, have you watched it? No. Okay. You familiar with Doom Patrol? Nope. DC comic. It's uh, not that well known, but it is definitely like it is in the genre of uh, weird anti-hero uh, comic. Adaptations, which are all the rage now, like the boys and Watchmen and, you know, Umbrella Academy. Um, It's kind of in that same vein, kind of misfit characters and blah, blah, blah. And uh, people recommended to me and it's a little slow star. I started watching it by myself, like I said, because like Jackie and I have to have some shows that we watch separately because otherwise we just have to watch everything together all the time. And our schedules don't, you know, our schedules line up for most of the time. But like she falls asleep and I got to watch something for a few hours before I go to bed. So I just started watching. It. I think she might like it now that I've watched it some. So maybe she'll watch it on her own. She'll probably be mad that I watched it without her now because she always gets that way. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's got a uh, it's got Brendan Fraser in it. It's the, the comeback of Brenda Fraser. Remember him? Okay. Remember Brendan? Yeah.
1: Fraser? Yeah. And I and I I've learned about his story about what he's gone through the past. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, he's great in it. Um, the acting is really good at Matt Bomer is in it. Is that the, his name? Guy from I don't know that guy. He's one of you love uh, USA shows. I thought, you know, you're so into those <laughs> USA shows. He was in white collar, I think. Okay. You, well, you familiar with that? Uh, you, I know you that weren't.
1: was not one that I bought into.
0: Okay. Um, he was in uh, some American Horror Story seasons too, but uh, he, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's very weird. It's, it just, it doubles down on all the weirdness, but it's oddly like, uh, touching, like you kind of get emotionally attached to the characters. I'm only like seven episodes in and I'm already like, man, I feel sad for some of these characters. So, um, yeah, this is pretty good. And then, uh, containing our James Bond watch, we watched for your eyes only recently. Uh-huh great uh intro song by sheena easton for your eyes only um and uh that, that i really enjoyed that one because it was like really exciting it had some uh it had a bunch of scuba diving scenes in it obviously there's a lot of sharks in it because it's a james bond movie and then they had this like scene where they're like climbing james bond has to rock climb <laughs> which sounds wow. ridiculous but it uh, was actually super scary and he like almost falls a bunch of times and
1: that was really good. Yeah, it turns out he's not a good rock climber.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, would, you would have thought, but no, you would have thought like sixty year old Roger Moore would have been a good rock climber, but no.
1: Um, that was back when everybody sucked at rock climbing. Yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> you
0: know. they they definitely like you could tell it was like the like the, the some of the state of the art, you know, the anchors and stuff. They were really showing them off, like close ups yeah. of the anchors going in and everything. Um so, so watch that and then uh I've been listening to uh this band that I every I I've gotten into into them a lot in the past couple of years and I I've kind of fell off of them a while and I, I think they're one of those fall bands for me. Okay. That I come back to in the autumn, you know. Yeah. Uh it's the the Tragically Hip. You ever heard of them?
1: Okay. You ever you familiar at all? I'm familiar with them. I don't really fuck with them. You don't like them? I no, I no, I you, just don't. I just I listened to a couple of songs and I was like, this is not what I'm used to, and I'm gonna act like I didn't hear it. Okay,
0: I've got really into them. Um, I think that it's definitely like you have to like. There's certain songs that are like entryways for, into them, and then once yeah. you kind of get past, it, once you find the niche of the type of songs that they they do a lot of different material, and uh, I just really like their lyrics and stuff. They they're considered like the a lot of people consider them the the canadian rem okay and you know, i'm not the biggest rem fan in the world but i enjoyed REM. you we you and i went to see rem together before
1: you're the second biggest rem fan in the world
0: yeah to, next to you
1: no i don't know I'm
0: just... <laughs> yeah you, you and i <laughs> saw rem and modest mouse together damn yeah remember that you came to wilmington yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, but they—they—they they, they definitely are scratch that same itch as like REM. I'll—I'll I'll put some tracks on the uh, the IOL TOS playlist that I think are really good. I the songs that they have that are really storytelling songs are like my favorite. And they tell these like they're very specific to like kind of Canadian life and stuff. So I don't really understand everything in it, but I just dig it.
1: So just just beavers and
0: yeah, it's just like maple syrup and (laughs) um. It's tragically uh, the lead singer. The lead singer died of cancer like
1: two years ago. Yeah, that was so. My buddy Charlie, who's a big music guy tragically hip is like one of his favorite bands and that was when i learned about the tragically hip because when that guy passed he was like you gotta listen to this band man this is really you know it's really hit me and so that's when i tried but i but but i didn't have that frame of reference that you just said of like the canadian rem so when i go back and try it again i'll or like if I listen to the playlist, if you do put some songs, maybe on I, playlist, yeah, that's
0: I'll send you a couple songs like specifically that I think are I, I originally found them from the Trailer Park Boys. Well,
1: because yeah, because
0: the first Trailer Park Boys movie ends with a Tragically Hip song, because the Trailer Park Boys obviously filmed in Canada and they they feature like they featured Rush and a lot of like Canadian bands and uh, they play yeah. this Bob Cajun, which is my favorite song of theirs, and I was like, what the hell is that? Um at the end of their movie and it just like grabbed me. And then I found out about Gord Downey, who's the lead singer and that he was sick and everything. And there's actually a really good, uh, concert doctor documentary on Netflix. Uh, I think it's still on Netflix that documents his, the final tour. They knew he was dying and they did a final tour and, wow. and he's like throughout it, he's like losing his memory and kind of like, uh, slipping in and out of like being lucid, you know? But still, yeah. just crushing it to these huge crowds, and it and it leads up to their finale, their last their last concert ever, and it's like just super sad but triumphant too. I mean, the like the the Canadian the Prime Minister of Canada Trudeau like cried when he died. You know, it's yeah. like a big deal. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm just I I've, I've been listening to them more, so not to ramble. Straight on. up.
1: Yeah. What's your what's your uh, what do you mean, me uh, two things. Um, the first one is this. Uh, I'm not necessarily recommending it. Okay. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a documentary television series. It's called "The Playbook: A Coach's Rules for Life." Okay. I will recommend the first episode to you specifically. Okay. Is Doc Rivers? Oh, all right. And so they profile these coaches. And the coaches are talking about their life story and talking about their lessons, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what what do they do? And um, so the first episode is Doc Rivers. And the second episode, I've forgotten her name, but she's the head coach of the women's national soccer team.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, she used to be the head coach at UCLA, Mm -hmm. which is like, you know, aside from UNC Chapel Hill, probably the best women's college soccer team in the country. And I don't know, I did not, I chose not to look and see who else is featured. Yep. But it's like six episodes and I'm, I'm picking through that. That was pretty enjoyable. It was cool. Like whatever. Um, and as far as music is concerned, um, a lot of new stuff kind of came out last week this past Friday, which is like so interesting that we record on Thursdays because now is the time when music is really flourishing, right? Mm -hmm. It's coming like the fall is like the best time for new music. And um on Friday Action Bronson released a new album. <laughs> now, I'm curious what your opinion of Action Bronson is.
0: I've never gotten into him at all. Um I have friends that are super into him. They're into his show or whatever.
1: Fuck yeah, that well, delicious or which whatever. One? The, yeah, okay. The, yeah.
0: And I I I don't I don't have a negative opinion of him. I just don't really have an opinion, you
1: know. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> i really enjoy him okay he always puts me in a good mood Mm -hmm. and most of the time he's rapping about food sex and drugs right and it's not a lot of like i don't know i i think it's like really buoyant it's really light it's often funny it's very creative i understand some people that don't like him don't like him because he's a little bit too niche yeah. and other people don't like him because like they're like I'd rather just listen to Ghostface. You know what I mean? Like yeah. cuz they, they sound the same. Um and his discography is kind of like kind of varied in its production and kind of its seriousness as far as like some some of the stuff that he puts out is just not good and it seems like really lazy. And then other stuff he puts out when he's really at his potential, it's like incredible. Like Blue Chips was a mixtape that mm-hmm. is it's at least ten years old now, and I still find so much joy listening to it. But his last album was called White Bronco, mm-hmm. and on every single song, there was in the background there was a horse neighing, like <laughs> yeah, and and it's really polarizing, right? Like i i was playing it at the gym and some people like whoa, is this that fucking horse album again (laughs) and people would be like visibly annoyed and like frustrated that like this guy is putting this sound on his songs like every single song in the beginning or at the end or right in the middle is a part of the melody it didn't matter it was white bronco that was it was a vibe right and um and this this new album that came out (laughs) on friday it's called (laughs) only for dolphins and it's got dolphin sounds in it. It's got dolphin sounds on every song. <laughs> oh my god! And it's just, oh it's god. just to me, it's just so, it's so funny, it's so like, yeah, why not? Like, and he keeps, you know, say like every, you know, only for dolphins. <laughs> That's so I like it, you know. I mean, I think he's uh you know, I think he's a really talented dude, really funny dude, clever, you know. He, and um, famous. I don't often Yeah, go, go ahead. Well, I don't I don't usually respond to lyrics, especially yeah. in rap music. Like I'm I'm listening to delivery and uh production and 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 what that what the mood is, you know, mm-hmm. what's the vibe? And um his his is one of the very few voices that I can really pick up on the lyrics the first time around. Yeah. And which is certainly one of the reasons I enjoy listening to him because I think he's funny and and I can hear him, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I you know, look, he's a polarizing character. You may or may not want to listen to it. I find it to be utterly delightful to hear dolphins, you know, <laughs> just 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 rapping in the background.
0: Oh my God. Well,
1: maybe I'll check it out.
0: You won't. He he uh, probably won't. He famously uh, <laughs> was supposed to do a show here in Wilmington once. Yeah, but the promoter like he wouldn't take a check from the promoter. He demanded cash and so he just left and never played. And so everybody in here hates him or whatever for that reason, I guess. I don't hate him for that reason, but a lot of people are mad at him. Yeah, but fuck you. Yeah, he got to get paid. Got to get paid. More. Yeah.
1: You so get paid. Uh, are we ready to tell everybody, if you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the OC, bitch. This is uh, episode 11. We're, we're covering episode 11 of season one of the OC, and this is called The Homecoming. This is uh, notably, I've forgotten about this episode. (laughs) Really great episode. It's uh, the Thanksgiving episode for season one. And it is absolutely batshit crazy.
1: It's bonkers. (laughs) It is bonkers.
0: It is very, uh, it pays a lot of homages to old sitcom structure and uh, rom-com movies. In that there are a lot of cliched situations that happen, but you kind of can tell that they they know that these are tropes they're playing with. Yep. And they're leaning into them. Um, we have the main storyline of Thanksgiving at the Cohen's house. And that involves the whole family not wanting Kirsten to cook, which I thought was a little harsh. But then I was like, you know what? If she's been ruining their food for all this time when she cooks, you don't want to ruin Thanksgiving. So maybe I'm with them on that. I'm here for the Kirsten
1: can't cook jokes.
0: Yeah, they they had some good jokes. They made a pact that they wouldn't let her cook. That that takes up some of the you know the, some of the, the the real estate of the, the episode. Um, and throughout the episode, uh, hijinks ensue because it, not just them, their family kind of gets invaded by uh, other the other characters in the show, notably uh, Julie and Caleb and uh, Summer and anna is involved and um seth has a situation with two women that he has to juggle which is very like sitcom cliche and uh along with this we have ryan dealing with uh his his brother um what's his brother's name Trey. Trey has asked him to come see him in prison. So Ryan is off going to visit his brother and he's going to come back for, for, uh, the dinner, the Thanksgiving dinner. And while he's gone, all this stuff is happening. Um, Ryan goes to see his brother and Marissa goes with him and, uh, she gets to experience the Chino experience and, uh, they go to see his brother. And of course his brother wants something. And Ryan has to deliver the stolen car, Uh, for his brother which is very like there's a lot of tension obviously it's like the least funny part of the episode is him delivering the stolen car and uh, yeah so anyway that's the wrap up of the episode Uh, let's just go ahead and get into it I know I know our notes will cover everything uh, all the plot points so that's the main thing it's it's a standard Thanksgiving episode but with a lot of uh, good hijinks involved Um, a turkey gets burnt of course that's gotta happen and uh yeah so where do you want where you what
1: What do you got i, w- I would love to start with kirsten's necklace <laughs> jackie said that looks like a wishbone <laughs> t- i'll tell you what it does it gives her a neckline there it does yeah yeah you know yeah. um we've got we get another legion reference yeah and and i just had this moment where i was just thinking it's wild to think that like That was a comic that was coming out at the time and now it's already like it's already a TV show that's been done.
0: Yeah, it's and I think that I'm not familiar with the property very much, but I guess it was like it was a hot new thing. Then it was like when it was hot um, in
1: comic form. Um, In Seth's room, there is the transatlanticism poster. mm -hmm, I noticed that. Yeah. And I thought about you because I sent you that song, what, like two weeks ago yeah. where I hadn't listened to that. You know, if those of you that don't know, transatlanticism was an album by death cab for cutie, which is like, to me, death cab was always a band that got a bad rap kind of guilty by association. But Ben Gibbard is an incredibly talented musician.
0: It's a great, I mean, well, notably, Deathcap plays a big part in the OC too. Yeah, it's a part of the soundtrack. It's like, yeah, but yeah, I love I love them, and um, yeah, we have that album on vinyl, so it's an important album to me. And straight
1: up, yeah, so I noticed that that poster. For um, the first sixteen years of my life, I have no women. Now I have two.
0: That storyline was so, <laughs> and it could have been so badly done it could have yeah. been very misogynistic um and i'm surprised that it wasn't to be honest for the time period it was done in um so seth winds up in this situation where he has anna and summer at his house t- sort of declaring their love for him
1: well and it's time out time i mean time out he's got anna at his house and he's deciding to give it a shot
0: right and and you know it, yes honestly trying thinking to give it a shot with anna and she's being and, delightful, Anna, as usual, and being a part of the family and stand, squaring off with Caleb over environmental issues.
1: Um, and, yeah, and it's, you know, S- Sandy and Kirsten giving Seth the eyes of like, oh, we like her. This they, one's they got, like you know, she's yeah. good. Um, and then Summer shows up. Right.
0: But it isn't Seth's fault that Summer Summer shows up, and it's not Summer's fault that Summer shows up. Yeah, it's just a, it's just serendipity. It's just a p- unfortunate situation where Julie and Caleb, obviously living next door, their Thanksgiving is ruined because their caterer's truck wrecked or something. So yeah. they kind of truck forced work. the what.
1: The truck broke down. Yeah,
0: it broke down. So they kind of forced themselves on the Coens for Thanksgiving. And Summer was supposed to come have Thanksgiving with Julie and and Caleb and Marissa. So she just shows up at the house. So we have the situation where Summer's in the pool house and Anna's in Seth's room. And he's going back between the two. (laughs) It's very like classic, you know, rom-com, you know, hijinks, you know. They, they each want to make out with him and he's kind of like no no I don't know how to feel about this and like you know he's trying to keep them from noticing each other I guess or fi- you know finding each other and uh, yeah that and then while this is happening all this crazy shit with, with Caleb and Julie and oh we also have Jimmy is there you know you know with and they're trying to set Jimmy up with Rachel yep Rachel who's uh, Sandy's co-worker And then (laughs) Julie shows up and obviously it's like this tension between Jimmy and Julie. And yeah, there's a lot going on. It it just like, my head was spinning the whole episode.
1: I I was, I was, there was so much going on and and I've got notes here and I'm just trying to like, um, I mean, the, the, the awkward silence between Rachel and Jimmy the very first time, you know, that, that I, I just thought that Tate Donovan and whoever plays Rachel, like they played that initial moment or two very well.
0: Yeah, because they did not expect to get set up with each other. They didn't know each. They didn't know the other was coming. Um They just kind of. And if you've ever been in a situation where you've been put in that sort of awkward situation where someone's trying to hook you up with somebody, it's it. they, they played it perfectly. Um, yeah. The whole episode is just well choreographed. There's a lot of spinning plates and it's just constantly moving and then it what, is so busy. It is. And but then it, the structure of the sh- of the episode is so great because right when we're kind of it's too much, then we cut to Ryan out in this this other store par- parallel story, you know? And that lets us kind of take a breath and then that's stressful in its own way and then we come back to the the chaos at the house. So, I, it's just well really well written, I thought.
1: I, I, I dig it. I, I liked it. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I I don't really usually think about overall structure and all that kind of stuff and how the little pieces move together. Um, but I, I, uh, you know, I mean, I'm with you all I have. I mean, I, I probably have more show notes than the previous episodes and most of it is just quotes, just great writing in this episode, mm-hmm. great lines, great deliveries, you know, um, I do think Ryan's bracelets have grown a grip again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked the, the little moments of like, you know, Ryan's in, in Seth's room and he notices he's got cologne and then there's a little callback as Ryan's leaving to go to Chino. He like, you know, he gives Seth that kind of like handshake hug that, you know, young men do yeah. to prove that they're still heterosexual instead of just hugging each other. Yeah. And Ryan, as he pulls away, he does a little whiff, like a little sniff and <laughs> Seth leans in and it's, did I put too much on? <laughs> yeah. And then Ryan gives him a little look and he says, see, did you see that Ryan's funny now? <laughs> Which is just like a, a a z plot, you know what I mean? Just like three jokes sprinkled in, in the very beginning, I liked mm-hmm. it better when you weren't funny, see... Did you see that Ryan's funny now? And then at the end of the episode, you know, he's like, oh, so, you know, the very end of the episode says, so, so, so we finally agree I'm the funny one. Yeah. You know, which is that same kind of thing of like, oh, I'm just here for the comic relief. Yeah. Um, I, I have a question for you. Okay. Can you bring Pi into jail?
0: I don't think so. Okay. But I'm not sure. I guess it depends on what the security level is of the place or whatever, but. Sure. So yes, Kirsten sends a pie to the
1: prison for uh, Ryan's brother. Um, and, yeah. and I don't, I don't know. I mean, for me, I just wanted to spend all my time at the Cohen's house. Yeah, and I was dreading the trip to Chino. I did not want to go to Chino. I knew that I, I, I remember the episode as it was happening. Yeah. But like you, I had forgotten the episode in general. And I knew as soon as he got the call from Trey, I was like, oh, no, he's going to have to go do Trey a favor. And I know that it's going to go bad. And I know that Marissa is going to go. I remember like Marissa went against Ryan's wishes. And I remember that she was going to have to bail him out. But I didn't remember how bad it was going to get after she bailed him out and whether or not it was going to go haywire and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like.
0: Yeah, I was what? like, is Ryan going to go to jail again in this? Because he's got to drive this stolen car and deliver it. And so I was like, shit, like what's in notably he makes he tells Marissa drive home, you know, drive the, the Range Rover home you're not staying here. She defies him and stays. And she's the reason he gets saved because the guys are going to beat him up and she drives up and he gets away and, and gets in the car. So he learns a lesson in he, he, Ryan's constantly having to learn that he's got to rely on people in this new world. He lives in, you know, yeah, he's got to trust people and he didn't trust, you know, he was he was trying to do the right thing too, but he didn't trust Marissa, you know, and he, and he, he's got to trust people. And, you know, he, she, she kind of proved to him that that she's there, got his back, you know?
1: Yeah. And we. <laughs> I did think it was kind of awkward when she was in the jail. I don't know. It's not clear if it's jail or prison, but like whatever. And she's like, oh, you guys talk. I'll just be over here. Parenthetical, staring at you.
0: Yeah, it is a little. Well, just, it, <laughs> it would be an awkward situation if you, you know, she obviously sees like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I don't think she thought that through of like, oh, I'm going to be in a jail and it's going to be weird. Um Did you notice when they were driving away from Chino, they had kind of the mirror
1: image of
0: Marissa in the car with the reflection of Chino going by?
1: Ooh, ooh, I you, see you film studies major. Did you
0: notice that? It's a it reflects. Yeah. It's the similar shot as the uh scene of Ryan in the car in the opening, uh, the uh the
1: intro to the show. I didn't clock that, but maybe because every time Marissa's is on the screen, I just go cross-eyed.
0: <laughs> I thought it was it. a nice moment because it was—it was definitely like a it framed exactly the same, you know. Um,
1: um, your parents don't believe in the genocide of the American Indian. <laughs> yeah, that was that's Sandy to uh, to Anna. That's yeah, Sandy to Anna, and then he he mouths because she says anathema, and he mouths anathema <laughs> to yeah. Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Um another question. Yeah. If you if you were to claim that you were obsessed with the Cowboys, yes. Don't you suppose you'd be watching a Cowboys game from the snap? Um yeah. Rachel rolls think, in mid-game and sits down with Jimmy and and they have that little kind of like secondary meat cute where they're rooting for the opposite teams from each other. Well, he's like, Oh, you oh dolphins fan. Oh yeah. Cowboys fan obsessed.
0: Well, maybe she's just exaggerating, you know, just to like what try it.
1: Defending to show here.
0: <laughs> to impre, to imprint. I mean, i you know, people do that. They say, Oh yeah, I love it. Do whatever. And they're like, kind, they just know, you know, their family was the Cowboys fan or whatever.
1: And, this is a little more casual I, than I don't probably know. my favorite moment or like my biggest surprise moment mm-hmm. <clears throat> of delight because I really love this character was seeing Teresa
0: yeah I i had forgotten all about Teresa 100% forgot about Teresa uh, Teresa obviously Brian's old flame from Chino and she's, she's great I, I like her character you know and spoiler alert we're going to see more of her later uh, in the series so I was the girl next door. So am I. So am I. Yeah, I'm surprised that actress. I don't know who she is, but I'm surprised she didn't go on to do some other things because I thought she was like really good in the show. She is really good. Uh, yeah. She might I have think, done other stuff. I think she
1: I did. Really. I just think it never really panned out. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, the. I mean, the whole. I mean, part of this episode is about girlfriends and ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And 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 to me, Seth juggling two girls was kind of like. I mean, that was it. You're passing me up for beans.
0: (laughs) It was the most cliched part of this episode, but it was great. It was played for comic effect. And like I said, I I
1: mean, the the music of of it was pitch perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, And and like I said, that that whole storyline could have been really done poorly where it was like really misogynistic or. sexist or whatever you know and i think that they they played it pretty pretty well and you know it's super awkward I, I i had a lot of anxiety watching this episode because uh you know, there's so many things so many sp- spinning plates i love i what think that you... my favorite moment was when the, everybody's in the kitchen just everything's come to a head and everybody's yelling at each other in the kitchen and. Uh, then we just start seeing smoke come in the kitchen, and then it's clear that the, the turkey has burned. Yeah, it's like such a sitcom thing that oh no, the turkey has burned. Like when I was a kid, I thought watching sitcoms as a kid, I thought I would experience a lot more dinners being ruined because the food got burned. You know, oh, ah, yeah. I burned the souffle. My boss is coming over in ten minutes.
1: Uh, what are you uh, what is your opinion on on what is kind of supposed to be funny in this episode, but we know, it's probably not funny in the long run of Kirsten's descent into a drunken madness over the course of the episode. Yeah,
0: she she goes from drinking a whole bottle of wine to uh, hey
1: everybody who wants margs. As 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 Seth is yelling at her over over the fucking blender, and yeah. then he finally said, "Marissa's in Chino," and he, oh wow, that actually happens in real life.
0: Yeah, it's another moment where they wink at the camera. This is great. Totally. It's like we're we are in a in a you know. <laughs> We're in a soap opera um, I've read that there wasn't much Trivia on this episode but I did say in the goofs That when Marissa and Jimmy Cooper show up At the Coens Kirsten calls Jimmy Tate Which is Tate Donovan's his no. real, real name So I, di- I did not catch that but I-, I thought about Going back and watching it and I just didn't But um, yeah
1: Yeah I mean I, I don't need to um, I, I, I have a, another question for you Sure Continuity wise Seth, we can assume from these first 11 episodes, I think, and, and I'm asking your opinion here, can we assume that before Anna kissed Seth, he had not kissed a girl?
0: Um, no, because doesn't he kiss Summer before he kisses Anna?
1: Well, she, okay, excuse me. Before Summer kisses Seth on the yacht in episode 10, had he kissed a girl.
0: Yes, because he kisses Summer in like episode three or something, right?
1: Okay, before that.
0: Well, uh, probably not, I guess.
1: And he claims to be 16. Yes. So he's kissed Summer once in episode three. Summer kissed him once on the yacht, and Anna kissed him at the carnival. hmm And then and those are his three. Foundational texts of kissing. Yeah, and then
0: Anna and Summer kiss him in this episode.
1: They are not just kissing; they are full on making out. Right. What's your point,
0: though? I mean, Anna, I'm, Anna, and Summer are
1: Pretty freaking comfortable for having had two or three kisses as an entire life, and now he's going back and forth from one room to another, <laughs> rolling around, I think, making out. Yeah, like a like a Don Juan.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what this is. The situation has brought that out of him. <laughs> it's really I feel really bad for Anna in this episode because Summer wasn't really invited to this thing. And Summer, you know, uh, likes Seth in a different way. I think that Anna does at this point. I think S- Summer doesn't understand why she likes him or whatever. But Anna really genuinely likes him and she just kind of gets shit on, you know? Um, You're right. She leaves. You're right. And, you know, she doesn't have to leave, but she leaves. And I understand why she leaves because she's mad and whatever. And it really sucks, though, because it's just unfortunate. It's kind of not Seth's fault. Any of this. <laughs> I mean, it is his fault where I guess he should have just said, hey, here.
1: come in, you know, to some. Right. When she shows yeah. Up. I mean, like, Seth's selfishness has led to this.
0: But he, he handles it. Like I said, once again, he handles it like a teenage boy would, you know? Of course. Like, well, of course, I do what to do. Like the girl I like is here, and the girl that I I want to like is here, you know, or like I'm trying to like is well, here. The,
1: the yeah, the girl I like yeah. is here, and the girl that I've been infatuated with my entire life just showed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. she showed up, and she's like, what? She, she she's yeah. investigating whether or not she likes me yeah. via kissing me.
0: And it, it, it's funny that uh, right about when Summer showed up, I was like, oh, I guess everybody's in this episode except for Summer. And then I was like, oh yeah, she
1: does show up. Yo, yeah, when she showed up, I fucking slapped my knee. I was yeah, like, "Oh uh, my god, I remember that!" Oh, he's gonna be juggling. Up!
0: <laughs> it is just the whole episode is just chaos. Um, and then it, finally Ryan comes back, and everybody's eating Chinese food because they've you know the.
1: You wait, whoa 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 whoa. What? Don't skip over the best moment of the entire episode. All right, say, say that. Possible candidate for best comedic moment of the entire season. Okay. Rachel, oh, excuse me. Summer comes out of the pool house bathroom, speaking to what she believes is Seth, and it's Sandy. And Peter Gallagher stands there, <laughs> fucking deadpan, as Rachel Bilson proves that she has the chops to act <laughs> in a comedic fashion. what? your, Oh, I, I mean, you are hot. I mean, for dad, I mean, you're distinguished and he just, the, the direction of that moment, everything about it was slaughterhouse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sandy is uncomfortable and bashful and like, uh what is going on?
1: <laughs> and then, and then they come into the house when the turkey's burning and it summer, Anna, Seth in unison. Yeah. And then Kirsten says, I always knew you were late bloomer
0: (laughs) yeah it's that scene where the turkey's burning is so great there's a lot going on there um i will say that like so so ryan comes back and and he he hasn't witnessed any of this chaos you know Um, he's back and like julie's about to light into marissa for lying to her about going you know where she went and caleb has a nice guy moment where he's like julie it's thanksgiving like yeah. You know, and like he, we kind of like Caleb for a second there. Um, and Caleb's having a great time because he's just crashed this. He's getting gotten to watch football and, and he's crashed this Thanksgiving.
1: He <laughs> he <paid> was, fucking, <laughs> Caleb doesn't give a fuck. Nah, he, just, he doesn't give a fuck. Nah.
0: There's a great there's some great The there's some great lines between uh, obviously Julie and and uh, Jimmy trade barbs at one point, And there's a great little scene there. It's right before the turkey burns where they're they're sniping at each other and then Jimmy kinda drags Rachel into it and she's like what? And he's like, uh sorry, got got caught up in the heat of the moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the four of them sitting on the couch <laughs> yeah, yeah. watching that game. And, and Julie's just,
0: sitting in between
1: them. <laughs> yeah. Julie's sitting with Caleb on either side and then they're on either side. Yeah. It's just like the it, you can see that they're all their thighs are touching. Yeah. And and Uh,
0: Caleb doesn't care that Jimmy's there. Like I would be mortified. Care at all? Yeah, I would be mortified that my 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 uh, current girlfriend's not quite ex husband was there. Um, (laughs) It's just a lot going on. It it was a fun episode um, in a lot of ways, and
1: a lot of a lot of good music in this episode. I I do have to note specifically, and I added it to the IOLtos playlist. Okay, Alexi Murdoch, Orange Sky.
0: Yeah, that's a great song. Also on that first collection, I think. Um, it's one, yeah, of, one well, of the
1: notable tracks of the season. Yeah, totally notable. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, and really and great. it, you know, I mean, it really hit me. I mean, that's song, I mean, music is magic. Music has the power to touch us, you know. But this is when Ryan is coming back from Chino and Marissa says, you know, like, I guess I never realized when you left, you left people behind. And you're mm-hmm. thinking about, like, Ryan had this whole life. And and the lyrics, you know, I had a dream out. I was sitting with my brother under Mm -hmm. an orange sky. And then I had a dream. I was sitting with my sister under an orange sky. And there's this like new family unit being created. And even though like he's kind of like with Marissa, like when they come back, the final thing that they do is they go up to Seth's room and Seth is, you know, he's kind of licking his wounds. But it's almost as if like Marissa's kind of like sisterly friendship with Seth. Mm -hmm. And then Ryan's got a brother that does kind of like, love him in Seth. And, and, and he says, you know, Seth says, so what'd your brother say? And Ryan said goodbye. Yeah. And then he just said, it's good to be home. And that music cue in the back, it was just like, that's when I,
0: I, yeah, I had that thought too, because in particular when it says uh, my brother and my sister, they're sitting, it shows, they're clearly referring to the, the relationship between the three of them. Um, as like brotherly sisterly like and and there's there's other references to kind of like we're pushing ryan and seth into like they're kind of becoming brothers now and um you know being family and all this uh,
1: yeah it just like it's just neat like i mean it, it is also a trope right yeah but it's one of the tropes that the oc does so well in which is one of the reasons why people remember the music more than other shows is it was t- not only tapped into like what was kind of like emergent at the time and really mm-hmm. good at the time, but some of those music cues are, tr- are transcendent. I mean, this is yeah. truly incredible, you know, music cue in a moment of good writing at the tail end of what was an episode that was entirely different, yeah. you know, and it brings it right back to like, oh, this core feeling of like the outsider is finally finding a home. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, effective. It, it was effective. one of the
0: first uh network TV shows that I can remember it's one of the first network TV shows that I remember having a curated soundtrack where you know we had you know obviously the Sopranos predates this and blah 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 the cable shows were doing this already where they they were really careful about the songs they picked um but kind of before the OC I felt like it was just like oh whatever we have we're going to put in this episode or whatever you know and I may be wrong in that, but it's it's one of the first times I noticed it, you know, that there's so many songs that are chosen for particular moments for a specific reason, you know, and I think that that's down to Josh Schwartz, the the main, you know, the guy created the show. I think he was very into the soundtrack, you know. Yeah, it's it's stuff that he liked, and I think it pays off a lot. You're, You're right about that.
1: That's it for me.
0: Yeah. I I just want to say, like, I think that finally, like, I understand there's a lot of blowback. And even now, when you bring up the OC, people are like, oh, that stupid teen soap opera. And the thing is, is like, the OC treads on these soap opera tropes, but they know that they're doing it and they do it with this way that has so much heart. And you care about the characters, they're not just throwaway shallow characters, like from, uh, you know, whatever the MTV shows and stuff, you know they they have a lot of heart and there's, they're re- well-written characters and you care about them, you know, even the villains, you care about them in some way, you know? Yep. It's like, I don't know. I, I just enjoy spending time with all the characters and I'm still enjoying it. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've been doing this, you know,
1: it's been fun. Yeah. I think just because something is rife with cliche, like it's... <laughs> Is how you play with it.
0: They spin it some. They put it on its head. They, 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 they you know, they're self-aware of it, but not in an obnoxious way, you know? Um, right. And I don't know. I just, I think that this is one of the, this is one of the best episodes of the show,
1: you know? This, well, well <laughs> I'll tell you this, and I'm, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. When I turned on the television and went to HBO Max... And pulled up the next episode. The still image was of Seth in that brown Argyle sweater. Yeah. And the first thing I said was, Holy shit, is it Chrismica? Yeah. <laughs> so you may say that this is, you know, the best. And it's it's one of the best. Thus I, far. I'd
0: say it was the best, but I think it is it is up there.
1: Um, the I best am of the whole, very so, excited yeah. to watch the Christmas episode next week.
0: Well, Seth says that Thanksgiving is his favorite holiday, so I don't know. Yeah, well, nah. <laughs> He's really. <laughs> I continuity error there maybe, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
1: we shall see. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I guess that's all we got for this week. But uh, yeah, there's your exhaustive, uh, you know, film student breakdown of the OC episode eleven. And uh, we will uh, be back next week Like I said, updated the website Still shitty But you can go to it <laughs> IOLTOS.com Or you can find us on Spotify uh, Perhaps you might find us on Apple Who knows? It's a nice surprise um, Or you can add our RSS feed If you have any idea what RSS is Or if you know how to Google things You could do that
1: um, yes, I, I, I resent that Okay, well, there you go You,
0: you, you and, you and Breeze. You know, RSS feed brothers uh yeah I guess we're out.
1: we out You just enjoyed another episode I only like your own we'll see you next time i nice.